Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Good morning, world. Welcome to the show, Renegade Talk. Renegade Nation, thank you for all the downloads. Mofos, we love you. Hi, my name is Richie Kepler, along with uh, Marla. Hi, honey. I love you, Renegade Nation. And we have Dina on, my favorite girl, Dina. I'm so excited. I love hey, Dina. We kicked off uh, Leanna and put Dina back Oh, don't on. say that. Now <laughs> Leanna's going to hand us. I'm trying to piss her off. That's what I like to do. <laughs> you know me. Anyway, we have Dina, and we're going to be talking about the 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries where all this shit began, and you're going to be amazed, Renegade Nation. Mr. Roboto. Sticks. lot of secrets to tell you today, Renegade Nation. You're going to be absolutely pissed off when you hear all this shit. I've got the secret I've been hiding under my skin. My heart is human. My blood is boiling. My brain IBM. Sounds like us. So if you see me acting strangely, don't be surprised. Ah! I'm just a man who needed someone and someone Trying to stay, I'm trying to stay alive. I'm so, already dead. That's a great song, Mr. Roboto. Sticks. Dina, how are you in Chicago, honey? We're a little bit underwater here, but thanks for asking. Yeah, the uh, floods are coming down from the uh, Northwest Passage, I guess, huh? Gosh, Rich, you're really yeah. knowledgeable. I am very knowledgeable. <laughs> Dina, me and Dina had a nice conversation earlier this I'm morning. I'm sure yeah. you did. So, Dina, how's Halo of the Dam doing in your book and your website, your blogs? How's everything going, baby? Everything's going. Thanks for asking. I um, I got Halo of the Nephilim coming out in uh, on May first, and uh, Halo of the Dams right now on um, a blog book re- book review tour, and um, ten reviews, and nine of them were five stars. So, you know, come, where do I come f- on down and get yourself copy? Where, where do I find you? Where can I give you your five stars that I so much want to give you? Oh, thank you. Please, um. Amazon is is probably the best one. They've okay. got the the biggest share of the market. Uh, All right. Barnes and Noble. Bar- Amazon's my favorite one, though. Yeah. Amazon's your favorite? Yeah, well, Marla thinks yeah. the Amazon is in South America floating around. Or something. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know what's going on. Anyway, so uh, Wait, running Rich? Is that a uh, snake wrapped yeah. around your leg? Yeah. Oh, no, it's just your penis. Renegade Nation, welcome to the show. Number two in Los Angeles, <laughs> thank you so much for downloading us. A number, uh, I think we're number 23 overall. So we uh, we thank you for, the, we thank the listeners. Thank you to Rick in Spain. Rick, that was a great um, email that you said. I think you put it on Potomatic Enrique. on the website. Enrique. Enrique in we Spain. love, love, to, love Enrique. To all of our Spanish followers, thank you so much. And our European Renegade friends, thank you for the downloads. Keep on spreading the show around so you can be informed as to what is really going on. And today we're going to go back to the 18th and 19th century. Renegade Nation, I got a video from a friend of mine. We are going to play this audio and we are going to let you know how all of this came about with these fucking banksters and what is absolutely going on today that happened a long time ago that you, you just don't know about because they didn't teach you this in history. Yes, Marla? It's shock. Shock and more fucking shock. You want to be shocked? We're going to fucking shock you. When you hear this, you start, and then you'll say, oh, that's all made up, and these people are on drugs. You know what? Take a look around this you. This shit goes <laughs> all the way back and to the First World War, the Second World War, Vietnam War, the Korean War, and all of these wars, and they were all put together by these fucking banksters that are fucking ruining our, our society and our culture, and these people are fucking sick, Renegade Nation. You need to listen 
into this. We're going to break it apart so we can talk about it with Dina because Dina is really heavily duty into this. And Dina will spread this out all over the Internet. I I know she will. And you'll be able to try to understand what the hell is going on. And then we'll try to keep uh, get to the up to date news of what's going on also with that bombing in Boston. So this is going to be a long series. Okay, so so yeah, this will be a long series. We're going to do a part of it today. And then every Thursday, we're going to be continuing this. So you will be educated that the educational system in this country, these stupid fucking universities, the high schools and grade schools do not teach students what really happened, what, how all this started, and why it's still here today with these fucking crummy, fucking pissy off people that I don't like. Hey, Dina. Yes, Marlon. Isn't Richard just a great mood? <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm going to change things. I am the voice of authority. You listen. I am the voice of authority, and you better start listening to me, and you better start understanding what the hell I'm trying to teach you. I am Professor Authority. <laughs> Professor Authority. Okay, here we go. Hold We've on. Change the name. Here, here we go. Listen, we're going to start with this, and then we're going to make our comments a, a little bit after as we uh, interrupt it. Here we go. Hold on. Their story begins in 18th century Frankfurt, Germany, on a cobblestone street called Frankfurt on the Main. Mayor Amschel Bauer was a goldsmith and a loan shark. He hung a red hexagram shield over his doorway and changed his name from Bauer to Rothschild, which means red shield in German. The red hexagram shield was the symbol for the world revolutionary movement. Family biographers describe Mayor Rothschild as a poor man who lived with his family above his goldsmith shop and sold rare coins to royal customers. Contrary to appearances, Mayor stashed a big supply of gold, precious coins and jewels in special hiding places inside his house. One special hiding place was beneath the back courtyard where he accessed his strong box through an underground passageway. Mayor taught his five sons the tricks of the trade. To them, he wasn't just their father. He was their lord and master. To them, he was Lord Mayor. In 1773, Mayor Rothschild invited 12 wealthy revolutionary-minded men to his goldsmith shop. Together, they formulated a plan to seize control of the world's wealth. They made a pact to secretly pool their money and influence to bankrupt the nations of the world and create a new world order. Okay, did you hear that? They were going to make up the new world order. Could you understand that, uh, Dina? Uh, It's not coming in too clear, but um, I I did hear blips of it, and I do remember when I watched the video that you sent me, I, I remember this part uh, vividly. Yeah, the Rothschild. They, they Basically, they all got together in the 1800s in some uh, fucking locksmith store or something, and they decided <laughs> they decided uh, and started the New World Order. And I know right. the, ta- the tape is not that good. It's not that clear. Yeah, but that, I it, hope people well, that, oh, I mean, what am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm not an not. audio expert technology here. Do I look like I'm about to show, shoot an arrow Anyway, let's continue head. on this. Hold on. Using his connections, Mayor teamed up with... The Rothschilds bought controlling interest in England's British East India Shipping Company and the illegal opium trade with China. They offered junior partnerships to New England's leading American families. The Russell, Coolidge, Delano, Forbes, and Perkins families became fabulously rich, smuggling opium aboard their speedy clipper ships into China. They were smuggling opium on their speedy clipper ships? <gasps> really? Yeah, the I'm drug shocked. The drug trade? Oh, my <laughs> God, these Christian people? Oh, gee, listen to this renegade nation. Well, well, Ro- Rothschild was Jewish. And Roth, it doesn't matter about the Jews. A lot it, of them it, were. it all matters about one fucking thing, Renegade Nation. It's called money. Listen. In 1820, Samuel Russell bought out the Perkins Syndicate and ran the opium smuggling operation with his partner, Warren Delano Jr., who was the grandfather of President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Whoa, did you hear that, Renegade Nation? Did you listen Listen to this? It gets really interesting. Wow, where we came from that they didn't teach you in school. The United States flag was designed after the British East India Company flag with 13 red and white stripes. 
both flags copy the red and white striped sails of the Viking ships, which were the color standard for the tribe of Dan. Finally, Britain found a commodity that China would take. Opium. Imported from India. Okay, there we go with all that noise again, so I got to keep it on... It sounded good when you changed the button, Rich. Well, yeah, I know. Let me, let me continue. This is really interesting. Let's Wait. see if it... Hold on for a second. Two chests at first, and then thousands. When the Chinese authorities tried to stop the opium trade, the British sent in their gunboats. See, this was all about the opium trade back in the 1800s that nobody ever knew about. And that this includes the uh, Queen of England. And what they were doing was importing opium from the opium fields in, um, in, the, Middle East. in the Middle East. Listen. After the war, opium poured into China on an even greater scale, and her emperors were powerless to stop it. In 1842, the British stole Hong Kong from China in an opium drug deal called the Treaty of Nanking. The Russell family, who controlled the U.S. arm of the Rothschild drug smuggling operations, set up the Skull and Bones fraternity at Yale University. America's big money families formed the fraternity's inner power circle. Taft, Russell, Schiff, Harriman, Bush, Warburg, Guggenheim, Rockefeller, Stimson, Weyhauser, Vanderbilt, Goodyear, and Pillsbury were all members. Ah, uh, did you hear that, Renegade Nation? I'm oh. never buying anything to eat by Pillsbury. Pillsbury, oh, yeah. Goodyear, yeah. all the major manufacturers, the big Fortune 500 blue chip companies all started for one thing called drug trading. How about that? Dina, what do you have to say about that? Well, um, I found, I, I pulled quite a few different things out of there. I um, Like, you were talking about that that back that store or whatever that that Bauer slash Rothschild um um took his his friends and they met and um it, it said in the video that he invited twelve men to this store. Well I did play that. It, it just see it, it, it was um the, the sound quality stinks, but they invited twelve men over to the store and that's what started the New World Order, which was all part of these people that we just mentioned that they just mentioned. Well, 12, um, that this number 12 is a repeating number in, obviously, the Bible. Jesus had 12 disciples, and I know you, you're not, not a Christian, but um, Satanists try to copy um, Jesus. So, so they tried to copy that the... the I, I, that, that jumped out at me from a okay, well, Christian let's perspective. Well, let's continue this. Listen, Renegade Nation, listen to this. It's important. These families intermarried over the generations to... Whoa, 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 whoa. They intermarried? intermarried oh, yep. really? So it's incestuous. No, Renegade Nation, let's get something straight. What they did was they had incest sex with their relatives to keep all the money and power within their families. They were not allowed to marry outside of the family. Yes, Marla? Well, they could marry someone that was in the circle. Yeah, in the, it has to be in the it circle. It has to be in the circle, but at some points... Uh, you know, like uh, cousins twice removed or three times. What's still removed. incest? Yeah, I know. By, by the Roman Catholic Church and the way religion yes. is, they didn't care about the Bible, they and they don't, wait, hold on, and they don't give it, it's all front, Renegade Nation. The Pope was a front. He's yeah. part of this. It's all a big front. They're actually incesting into sex within their own families. Listen. Form America's big money aristocracy. Skull and Bones member Alfonso Taft 
catapulted his son, William Taft. There you go, Alfonso Taft. Guess who the president became? His son was, uh, what was his name, Theodore Taft or William Taft or something? William William, William Taft. William Taft. So they're all involved in this going all the way back, Renegade Nation, and it all started with the drug trade and incestuous sex. And they say anything about what we do today, listen to this (laughs) shit. Who knows what these motherfuckers are doing? This whole series is going to blow your mind. Oh, this is... Go ahead, go ahead, Dina. I, I, I don't mean to um, interrupt, but... No, that's okay. The, the, in that segment, they mentioned the tribe of Dan, and they mentioned it in other parts of the video. Well, you're talking about how incest and whatever, well, they're, they're inbreeding with each other because they want to keep this all within the tribe of Dan. And the tribe of Dan is um, the most interesting of the Israeli tribes. They're, um, in Revelation, they were... Um, like blasted from uh, Israelis inheritance for practicing um, paganism uh, witchcraft. I thought I'd throw that in. Okay, great. Thank you. Well, Dean is very knowledgeable Uh, because she she writes novels going through the history. She's very knowledgeable, and that's why we're breaking in so so we can get an update from Dean. Dean is our girl. Okay, here we go. Right into the top job at the White House. President Taft's 17th Amendment to the United States Constitution guaranteed the right of big money insiders to handpick senators and buy control of the United States Senate. Okay, did you just hear that? The 17th Amendment, did you, did you just hear that? Where the 17th Amendment guarantees, go ahead, Dina, continue on, because I know you like to talk about this. Well, it's legalese jargon. I don't know. I don't have on hand exactly what it says, but it's a way for um, special interest special interests to buy their their senators and their congressmen. Right, they're buying the senators and they're buying. How do you think these people get in? This is a big, big, long drawn out incestuous pool of people that want to control it's a everything. Cesspool. It's a cesspool. It's a cesspool is really what it is. <laughs> and look you, at us. You're welcome, Marla. Look at it today. Look at the cesspool that we live in today. And, and, th- and this is still going on, Renegade Nation. This is nothing new. And they're still trying to control. Look at that Boston yes. bombing and all these other things that have been happening. Hold on. Here, so here we go. This gets even more interesting. Today, the most influential members of the CIA, the U.S. government, and big finance are skull and bonesmen. Aha, did you hear that? The CIA, FBI, all skull and bones connected somewhere, somehow, intertwined, intercessed, whatever you want to call it. They're all in the same boat controlling our lives. Yes, Marla. Uh, years ago on Renegade, there was a guest on that explained what they did. About the it, coffin in the mud. The thing. coffin in the mud. Yeah, we'll play that later. We'll, it's not on there. But um, we, we couldn't believe it. And now it's what? Okay. It, over 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah, said that, and yeah. Uh, here it is. Okay, listen, here we go. Continuing on, Renegade Nation, take your notes. This is History 101. The Skull and Bones Brotherhood is rooted in Jewish Kabbalism and in European Freemasonry. Oh, Jewish. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. Oh, and the European. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yes, Marla. George Washington was a Freemason. Yeah, but it's all mixed in with the Jews. Dina, anything to say about mm-hmm. that? Oh, yeah. Well, they. Um, I read a whole bunch. I read Morals and Dogma for the last degree, my, my Freemason um, New World Order book. And... Uh, there's a passage that it talks about in that that video uh, that just jumps out at you where they're praying to Lucifer, but the Freemasons' excuse is that they're praying to this star called Lucifer, the serious star, the morning star. I remember. Well, yeah, I remember. That's pretty slim. I remember you, us talking about it. Okay, let's continue. Which practices similar death and rebirth rituals. Freemasons are blindfolded, symbolically slain with a noose around their neck, and lowered into an open grave. Once raised from the grave, they must look towards a light called the Morning Star. The Latin translation for Morning Star is Lucifer. Ah, the Morning Star is Lucifer. Lucifer. Oh! Just like Dina told us from another novel. Keep on getting more educated, Renegade Nation. Continue, because they have bullshitted you down the road of bullshit. 
Dina's going to be the most famous author when she gets this book written. The Morning Star is actually <laughs> Lucifer. This it's is written. what it's written. It is written. That's what that's what they believe in. But most people yeah. in the country or the world do not understand what this is all about. These people are in their own little world, and they're controlling us. These three hundred families with the Rothschilds and the uh, Goodyear people and uh, Pillsbury people. I mean, they're all there. Duponts. I mean, this is really interesting. We'll get, yeah, during the very end when we get there, it does name all of the families. Okay, here we go. Phoenix bird and double-headed eagle are important symbols in Freemasonry. In Egyptian mythology, the phoenix bird is a god who rose to heaven in the form of a star like Lucifer after his fire immolation of death and rebirth. Death and rebirth themes in satanic witchcraft are marketed to youth in movies like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. Ah, oh, listen to that. Wasn't that interesting? They are making movies like Harry Potter and showing their satanic rituals that they that they cause, and we all run to the movies to see all of this. And actually, it's actually it, it's actually true, right, Dina? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to dish on J.K. Rowling. She was a poor single mother, and you know one step away from being homeless so I, I can't really say that she's in on this whole conspiracy but Hollywood took that book and they 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 headed took it took it and ran with it and you know um, it, it goes with what they're trying to, to preach on in between the lines and um, that's how we got Harry Potter that's how we got okay, the here, Hollywood version the, the Hollywood version because they're all Jews they're, they're they're all in on the same boat with this incestuous 300 family mix and as the cousins go down and more cousins and third cousins and fourth cousins they're all together in the same boat okay here we go uh, listen in history 101 here at Renegade movie lots are owned by the Illuminati Lehman Brothers, Rothschild agent Kuhn and Loeb, and Goldman Sachs. There you go, Renegade Nation. That's who owns Hollywood. The 300 families, the Rothschild and the other two that were just mentioned, they're the ones that control Hollywood. They're the ones that control what you see, and they're trying to get you to believe in this fucking bullshit. Listen. <laughs> Freemasonry has a pyramid structure. The highest level is a 33rd degree mason. Solomon's temple in Israel was located at the 33rd parallel. Most masons remain at the third degree and provide a cover through their community charitable activities. The Illuminati at the top of the pyramid is the all-seeing eye. At the bottom are the unthinking, hard-working, law-abiding, tax-paying, God-fearing debt slaves called the Goyim or sheep. That's us. We're the sheep. Goyim or the sheep. The Goyim or the sheep. We sheep sit there hole. and we do all the work. And then when they want to cause a problem like they did the other day in Boston and other problems to get us uh, all messed up uh, you know, and, and totally disorganized. Uh, Dina, continue on with this. Well, I just wanted to add that 33rd parallel is where supposedly Solomon's temple was built. Uh, if you flip flip it to the other side of the world, guess what else is on the 33rd parallel? What? Roswell, New Mexico. There All the alien go. shit went down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It gets more interesting. History 101 right here at Renegade. As we continue, take your uh, pencils and notebooks out, Renegade Nation, and listen to this. Giuseppe Mazzini of Italy was a 33rd degree Mason who replaced Adam Weishaupt as head of the Illuminati in 1834. Mazzini was a member of the Italian Carbonari and created the Mafia's blood rituals and secret oath. He gave the dreaded Cosa Nostra the name Mafia. Mafia is an acronym spelling the names of the original Mafiosa godfathers. M for Mazzini, A for Otto Riza, F for Ferti, I for Incendi, and A for Avaligmenti. The Mafia arrived on American shores in the 1890s with Illuminati financing to establish underground networks and the black market system. There you go. The Illuminati birth. I think we should let Dina talk. Okay, go ahead, Dina. <laughs> well, this whole letter is in my book, The Last Degree. This is really? something that I, I pounced on when I came up 
it came up in my research, and obviously the um, producers of this video pounced on it because um, Mazzini is the inventor of the mafia. And who is his best friend? Albert Pike, who is head of the American Freemasonry. Mm. So they write this letter, and uh, it's about how to create a new world order, and we're going to use three world wars to do it. And at one point, this letter was in the uh, Museum of London, and anybody could see it. And I want to say somewhere in 1970s, the letter mysteriously disappeared. Oh, really? You know what they did? They really. Took, they took it to Vatican Village. They took it to the Vatican Village to hide it out even <laughs> further right. so nobody else would see. Because <laughs> All as people get, the secrets are in Vatican Village. As people get smarter, they want to know more and more. And we're educating you right now, Renegade Nation. You need to listen to this because this is the start of where we are at today with their control, and the controlling of the masses and how you do it. It even gets better. And it's really scary when you start to really think but i know there'll be people out there saying we're full of shit no stop with oh, the negativity wait, no, stop it, appointed america's albert pike as sovereign pontiff of universal freemasonry and the coordinator of the illuminati u.s activities pike was a tennessee ku klux klan judicial oh he was a ku klux klan man yep. oh yeah. dina get on that one explain that a little bit about mr pike well, a lot of people thought Nathaniel Forrest was the Grand Wizard of the Klan, but um, other there's another sect of historians who believe Albert Pike was really running the show, and the KKK had a lot of rituals that were very Freemason-like, which points more towards um, Pike. And, and by the way, Pike also was a Confederate during the Civil War, and he was charged with war crimes, which were pardoned by his Freemason buddy, Andrew Johnson. Oh, the President of the United States? Oh! Oh! Ow. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Uh, History 101 right here at Renegade Nation. Uh, Renegade uh, Nation, listen. Officer, a known Satanist, Pike indulged in phallic worship. He was a known Satanist. And the occult. He wore a satanic Baphomet symbol around his neck and used his bracelet to summon Lucifer. Pike used the KKK to keep blacks out of the Masonic lodges. In August 1924, Imperial Wizard Hiram Wesley Evans organized a parade of 40,000 Klan members down Washington's Pennsylvania Avenue to the Washington Monument. This event proved the Klan had achieved power, not just in the South and Midwest, but on a national level. In a letter to Mazzini dated August 15, 1871, Pike graphically outlined a blueprint for three planned world wars. Aha, uh-huh, so Pike was outlining, outlining the wars now that's to come. interesting. Dina, yeah. do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, those, that's, we're back to that same letter, that letter that mysteriously disappeared oh. out of the London Museum. And, um, oh, it disappeared. I wonder where it went and, to and the Pocus, Vatican. pocus, poof. The Great Illusion! It was written in 1871, and, and, well, the tape tells you, but listen to the wars that they described. They okay. happened, like, decades after the letter was written. Well, they've been planning this. Decades the, after the letter was since written. Since the 1400s, okay, here it started. Here we go. World War One would weaken, topple, and destroy the powerful Tsarist government in Russia. World War II would pit Great Britain against Germany, destroy Nazism, and create the Zionist state of Israel. World War III would be ignited by fueling aggression between the Zionists of Israel and the Arab world. Uh, And that's where we are today, the Zionists and the Arab world. And look at the stuff that's happening right in front of your faces, Renegade Nation. Right now, it is happening. It happened on 9-11, and here we are today with this Boston Marathon bombing. Yes, Marla? I've said this many times. Wars are planned because they make a lot of money, and it's a way for this Illuminati to kill massive amounts of people also. Dina, can you explain the Zionists and the Hebrews and how all this mixes in together? The Zionists are, are, you know, people who want Israel to be a country, and this is, you know, before it was a country. And 
some people, like the person who produced your video, believe that the Jews were um, the Illuminati or were running the Illuminati and the Freemasonry. That's basically what I got out of it. And they're responsible for um, World War One and World War Two, according to your video, which I, I don't agree with. But anyway... Well, I do know they were both planned. I've just learned that over the years. Okay, let's continue on. Who would eventually destroy one another. And that's what's happening. They are, we are being destroyed by these two religious factions that don't like each other and that have been fighting and killing each other for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And the amount of money that has been put into these wars with these two uh, Mm -hmm. moronic religious sects that are just out of control. And look at the crap that's going on right now in our country, Renegade Nation. Look at it. Social, political, and economic chaos. For one second, because this actually happened um, a week ago in my Bible study. I don't, I'm not going to be, spend a lot of time on it, don't worry. Um, The reason why the Jews and the Arabs hate each other so much is actually really fascinating. Back, um, and it goes back to Abraham, when um, Abraham and his wife Sarah were like 90 years old or, or 80 years old or whatever they were, and they couldn't have kids, and and she told him, you know what, you need a son to pass on um, your land to. So he um, sparked it up with his handmaiden, and he had this this boy called Ishmael. Right. And then 10, 15 years later, Sarah got pregnant when she was 90 yeah. and had Isaac. Now, in Jewish law, you're supposed to give two, um, two times as much to the first son as you do to the second son. And what did he do? He kicked his first son, Ishmael, to the curb with no money and told the handmaiden to get the heck out and then he gave everything to Isaac. So based on what happened six, 7,000 years ago, this is why the two groups hate each other, because the Arabs feel that they got screwed, and the Jews feel that they are ent- entitled to Israel because of Abraham. Yeah, even on that Bible series. They had that on the they, Bible, it yeah. Sh- it showed all it of It showed this. all of that, yeah. Yeah. And, and they're they, still fighting over this seven, well, six or 7,000 years beca- ago. Because, Jesus Christ. Because of the writings. Oh, it God. says Israel is at the birthplace, and... Everyone, all the Jews, want to take over that part of the world because God said it was It's theirs, yeah. Okay, let's continue on. ...would then force the masses to accept one world army and one world government ruled by the Illuminati. In Pike's famous Masonic guidebook called Morals and Dogma, he writes, Lucifer, light bearer, strange and mysterious name to give to the spirit of darkness. Lucifer, the son of the morning, is it he who bears the light? Doubt it not. Albert Pike was a Confederate general in the American Civil War. The Rothschilds sent British agents to conspire with Pike and with U.S. politicians and provoke the rebellion that started the American Civil War. I'll have to cut all this music out. Yeah, Rich will cut it out, Dina. (laughs) I'll cut it all out. I thought I cut it all out, but I didn't. I thought I got rid of this music. I got rid of it on the second one because it's a four-hour oh. series. ...whose massive fortune had been built on provoke wars and war loans, offered loans to both sides of the Civil War at 24 to 36 percent interest. Okay, so what they did, Renegade Nation, if you heard that part of it, they actually financed the war between the Confederates and the Northern. Am I right there, Dina? <laughs> Yeah, at, at 24 to 30% interest. 24 to 36% interest. They were funding both sides of the war in the Civil War. Now, listen. That's they, what they do. I never heard like about Like Marla said, they made a fortune. They made a fortune. They did. And, and also, we were never taught about any yeah. of this. And these people would take all four sides, 
So no matter what, the Illuminati got paid by everybody. They got paid by everybody. Everybody. That's what they're doing right now, Renegade Nation. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. In fact, it's gotten even worse than what this is. But when you listen to what they did back then, and uh, there'll be a lot of people that say, uh, you're crazy. Marla, I don't need to hear it right now. I'm into this. Neither do I. Yeah, well, shut your trap then. When President Abraham Lincoln tried to stop the loan sharks by issuing greenback dollars interest-free, a gunman with European connections named John Wilkes Booth shot him down in cold blood. Oh, so Lincoln tried to stop all of this nonsense and he got assassinated by somebody that they hired named John Wilkes Booth. Never knew about that either. We never found out. In fact, I think what they did was they tried to blame it that Lincoln wanted to free the slaves and that's, that's why... That's right. That's that, what they that, said. Yeah, but it wasn't... A, oh, it, what it, a nice fairy tale. Yeah, a nice fairy tale that we were told in school and taught in history. It was not. It was all about the one thing called the money and the control of power. Dina? Uh, Yeah, I'd like to interject on that. Lincoln is by far, I think, the greatest president this country's ever had. And um, just a little Freemason, Lincoln, just so your listeners aren't confused, Freemason, the head echelon of the Freemasons are the Illuminati. So when we're using Freemasons and Illuminati, we're talking about the same cluster of people. Yeah. And uh, when... Abraham Lincoln was running for president. This is a very fascinating tidbit. He um, applied for a Freemason Lodge because he thought, or he was told by his advisor, that this would be a great way to generate votes because these people can rally the votes for you and and blah, blah, blah. Well, he put his application in, and and I don't know why, but according according to historians' inference, he withdrew his application... A short time later, he never was a Freemason. So he applied, and then for whatever reason, he withdrew, despite the fact that it would have got him shitload of votes. Wow. Why okay. is that? They, he's they, our only president that, um, he's our best president, and it's a fact that he was never a Freemason. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, and look what happened to him. Yeah, it's very interesting, because most of our presidents have been, in one way or another, connected to the and. Illuminati. Illuminati. And also, Lincoln was assassinated by John Wilkes Booth, Renegade Nation. Continue listening to History 101 here at Renegade. Following the Civil War, Albert Pike was convicted of treason and sent to prison. But President Andrew Johnson, a 33rd degree Mason, pardoned him. One of Johnson's first acts as president was to veto the Civil Rights Act for blacks who had been shipped in chains to their wealthy American slave owners. Wow. Stealing slaves was a crime, but torturing and beating them was not. Oh, steal! Oh! (laughs) You can drink all you like, but you can't drive. Wow. Did you hear that? What we don't... Gina's giggling. What we don't know. Oh, Isn't this amazing? I, I've even heard that, um, I've heard some conspiracy theories that Andrew Johnson was in on the assassination because he wanted to be president. He wanted to be president, of course. They were all ganging up on Lincoln because he wasn't a Freemason. Yeah, he got out he of it. He knew it was yeah. bad. Yeah. He wasn't part of them. He wasn't part of them. Okay, continuing on History 101 here at Renegade. Was that it? Is that the end of the first one? I don't know. I think it is. Oh, yeah, it is the end of the first one. Anyway, very interesting. We're going to take a break, Renegade Nation. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue on with the second part, which really gets uh, into it. And um, this is so interesting that most people don't even know because we were lied to in school because they actually wrote the history books. They actually changed history in their favor and then lied to us so we would believe in all this horse shit that's going on. Am I right or wrong? Nobody's answering me. How come nobody's well, talking Dina to me? Dina and I. Dina knows. Dina. And I know. I, there's a lot more to history than, than what's in the, the school textbook. Yeah, they, it's for all sure. made up bull. It's been the made, whole Bible thing. Oh, the I whole like thing. the I, way Richie says it. He goes, yeah, you know, one guy, that one day there was this dude, you know, walking through the sand and dirt, and he picked up a book and decided he'd add on to it. 
then he'd lose the book, and thousands of years later, somebody else would find the book. Oh, let me continue yes. this uh, d- great this story. This is an interesting read. I will add to it. Okay, we're going to come <laughs> running Gay Nation. We'll be right back with more of this. It's so interesting to see where we came from and the bullshit that's being fed, and look at us today. What a mess. But we'll be right back. I preach, my dear friends, you're about to receive on John Barleycorn, nicotine, and the temptations of Eve. Sign, hot dog, my razor broke, water dripping up the spout, but I don't care, let it all hang out. Non-stop shock radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Get an early start on ammunition to rip that asshole that'll be messing with you later. People. Welcome, uh, Renegade Nation, back to History 101 on a uh, Thursday with Dina Ray, an author out of Chicago. Go check her out. Dina Ray, R-A-E. Here's John Lennon. And can you imagine? Imagine this. Imagine there's no heaven. on earth and John Lennon was gunned down they got rid of him and it's really really sad when you think about it and especially to the young people listening to this radio station John Lennon was a great musician and a great person and I remember talking to Yoko remember remember when I talked to Yoko yeah Yoko oh no was on in fact me and Yoko me and Yoko were friends you still got her number yeah I have connections to the Beatles she's the sweetest lady she was really sweet she got such a bad rap yeah Renegade Nation uh, back in 2004 me and Yoko in fact I have Yoko's home phone number by the way I should should give her a call we should give her a call Dina that's true I I have a I had a, a good connection with the Beatles uh, and um, but I'm not going to get into that. We're going to get continue on with history 101 oh. here. Um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, who am I speaking to, Dina? Dina, you don't even know. You don't even know where you're at, Marla. Why don't you smoke some pot? You'd be better off. I Jesus you know, I, Christ! I warned everybody this oh week. I'm going to be a dizzier blonde than you. No, you know, you know, you know, in worldwide radio program, and you're sitting there going, look who's talking. Look. Don't put me in the same class as you, well, believe I me. I don't stu- stu- I, stu- stu- stutter I, Well, you know what? Sometimes I stutter. At least I'm a fucking professional. Okay, here fucking we go. Fucking professional? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, hold, okay, here we go. Dina Ray, author out of Chicago, and uh, Dina has her books. You can go to Amazon and look that up. And Dina, what is the, uh, the name of the one book? Well, I, but my book, The Last Degree, is all about what we're talking about. Okay. So it's $2.99. It's... It, it's fiction, but I, I, if, I, if you could see my hands, I'm putting like those fake quotation marks around that word fiction. And um, it's a story about the Freemasons, how they're um, getting New World Order to take place right now. That That's what it's about. And it, yes, it's fiction, but it's everything we're talking about. All of this stuff that um, Rich showed me the video of where to go on YouTube. I, I love all of that stuff. It was, um, I, I researched about 80% of that stuff. Um, I already knew, and it was awesome to find new stuff out as well. So if you like this kind of stuff, you love The Last Degree. Okay, The Last Degree. Go to Amazon Renegade Nation. Get that book and read it. So here oh, we are. Wait, yes, Marla? One more um, thing about Dina. She has these really killer shirts from Thank you. Halo of the Damned. And she sent me one, and I would really urge anyone to uh, buy those little t-shirts. It's not even a t-shirt. It's a really nice blouse. 
And um, so I wear it around with my, it has angel wings in the back. Okay, so here we go. Renegade Nation History 101 continuing. Listen in. Uh, Thank you, Marla. A statue of Albert Pike, a convicted traitor, Satanist, 33rd degree Mason, and Ku Klux Klan racist, stands today in the heart of Washington, D.C. Oh, did you hear that, Renegade Nation? He stands in front in, in Washington, D.C., a statue of I him. think we should go over there and yeah. pull it down like they do. They do with uh, <laughs> Saddam Hussein. I, I, yeah. yeah. I have a picture. I have a picture. We, we, my family, we went to Washington, D.C. for a vacation. It's right there when you're walking around the mall. So did it's you throw, right freaking there. Did you wow. throw eggs at it? Eggs. Eggs, Mar- <laughs> That's called an egg, not an egg, whatever. Okay, continuing on History 101 here at I'm Renegade. better yet. Uh, something okay. that looks like red blood. Uh, uh, hold on. On the opposite That'd side of America stands an honorary statue like of Giuseppe Ma- <laughs> Okay, let me continue this. Mazzini, the Illuminati Mafia boss who put the letter M for Mazzini into the name Mafia. Close by is another statue by the French Grand Orient Temple Masons. Spy is another statue donated by the French Grand Orient Temple Masons to the Masons of America, celebrating the first Masonic Republic called the United States of America. Wow, did you hear that? The French Masons, yeah. Yeah, the the United States of America. Wow, look, this is so interesting. Fourteen U.S. presidents, including George Washington, are known to be 33rd degree Masons. Leopold and Nathaniel Rothschild became the next generation of godfathers to take charge of the family fortune. They were like the Parker brothers of Monopoly, and they played the game like they invented it. The brothers were the world champions, and that's because they knew the secret to winning. The secret to winning was to cheat, and the best way to cheat... And that's what, they're, that's what they've been doing all along. They've been cheating us and cheating. Look at the scandal that happened in 2008 with the, what they call the Great Recession with the bankers, and none of them went to jail. These banksters have pulled this off in front of you, right in front of your faces, American citizens, and they have continued to do this, and nobody has done anything about it. Nobody, none of them are in jail. Yes, Marla. And remember, they're trying to steal, or they already have stolen and spent your Social Security money. Mm-hmm. But we've got to keep pounding them so that we and future generations of Americans have some money to retire on. Have you noticed one thing in the, in the news lately, uh, Renegade Nation, that they're not talking about North Korea? Have yeah. you noticed that North Korea mm-hmm. has been wiped off the face of newspapers yep. around the country because of this Boston Marathon thing? There is a lot of things going on here, Renegade Nation, that we are not being told well, about. luckily, the gun law we won. Yeah, we won the gun law, but he's, he's, he's going to try to executive orders now. He's going to try. I don't, I don't want to get into that. Let's continue this now. Was to become the banker and rewrite the rules. So that's exactly what they did. Since the U.S. Congress was already in charge of the rules in the Federal Reserve Bank, winning the U.S. version of Monopoly meant they would have to outsmart Congress. So they sent Jacob Schiff, their trusted lifelong friend and neighbor from Frankfurt, Germany, to New York City. And they put him in charge of their friend company called Kuhn and Loeb. Then they ganged up with other big players by investing in Rockefeller Oil, Harriman Railroads, Carnegie Steel, and Brown Brothers Investment Banking. By 1901, the Rothschilds had amassed $22.2 billion in U.S. assets. The mayor of New York, John Hyland, called them the invisible government, while Congressman Louis McFadden called them a dark crew of financial pirates who would slit a man's throat to get a dollar. So when true. Woodrow Wilson became President of the United States in 1912, he sold out America. Wilson was backed by Jacob Schiff and Paul Warburg, who worked in the United States as German immigrant agents for the Rothschilds. In 1913, Paul Warburg rewrote the U.S. monopoly rules with the help of Senator Nelson Aldrich. They called the new rules the Federal Reserve Act. Aha, now here we go. Yeah, exactly. Let's get in deeper to the Federal Reserve Act, how they how they formulated this. They, yes, Marlon. Well, yeah, yes, Nina. I, I don't quite understand how it works, but according to that video, the Federal Reserve Act gives the money over to Schiff and Warburg. Right. Correct? Yeah. That's correct. They gave the money over to them, and that came from uh, from Wilson. Yeah, the IRS. No, that's coming up. Okay, okay, let's listen to this. With President Woodrow Wilson's blessing, 
the U.S. Federal Reserve Bank became a privately owned central bank. There you go, Renegade Nation. A lot of people don't know or don't want to understand, but the Federal Reserve Bank is not part of the government. It is owned by the banksters and has been owned by the banksters. They can print money as they see fit, when they see fit, and it just comes out of thin air. And it even gets better. Listen to this. Free of government control. Free of government control. They can do whatever they want. No wonder we had that great recession in 2008. They stole the money again. The pirates mm-hmm. divvied up the private stock in America's money supply and made Rothschild agent Paul Warburg head of the U.S. Federal Reserve. Wow, they made one of their own the head of the Federal Reserve Bank. Isn't that just cute? Cute. <laughs> just That's perfect. A- Got, yes. yeah, um, I'm sorry. That, Go ahead. Go ahead, that, um, that still holds true today. I mean, um, what, I, after the failings of Lehman Brothers and Sachs and all of them, who do we got running, um, you know, the Federal Reserve and um, the Treasury now? I mean, Bernanke. Bernanke, and, they're um, all part of it, that, yeah. Alan Greenspan. I mean, all of these people are coming from the same place back then and now. Nothing, nothing has really changed at all. No, okay. thieves and liars from the same 300 families. Okay, continuing on, listen to this, Renegade Nation, it even gets better. To collect their bounty, they also created the Income Tax Act. Oh, they created the Income mm-hmm. Tax Act. Really? Oh, that the Federal Reserve is not part of the government, but the banksters decided to create the Tax Act. Listen. And the hated IRS. Oh, and the hated Mm -hmm. IRS. And I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they created that, too, to get the money back. Listen. They did. Mm -hmm. Listen. With the stroke of President Wilson's treasonous pen, the banker gangsters became the Fed in 1913 and have owned a virtual monopoly over the U.S. economy and the taxpayers' money ever since. They can print money out of thin air, control treasury loans, and profit from interest rates. Since their biggest windfalls come from loan profits and weapons sales, wars and death are not only profitable, they're desirable and necessary. Today, American citizens owe these merchants of death approximately $70,000 per citizen. Adolf Hitler wasn't the only madman to rule over Germany. Kaiser Wilhelm II led Germany to its destruction in World War I. Crippled since birth with a useless arm, Kaiser Wilhelm was the grandson of Queen Victoria and the great uncle of today's Queen Elizabeth II. Aha! Listen to that! Oh, Queen Elizabeth, the crown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Listen, Renegade Nation, you're getting a good history lesson about how all of this works. It was no accident that Kaiser Wilhelm chose Max Warburg as head of Germany's Secret Service. The Warburgs and the Rothschilds controlled Germany's central bank called the Reichsbank. Which oh, they controlled the German banks, too. Reichs. Oh, really? It was founded by Mayor Rothschild. While Max and Felix Warburg helped finance Germany in World War I, their brother Paul Warburg of Kuhn and Loeb helped finance the American side by selling war bonds through the U.S. Federal Reserve Bank. The Rothschild and Warburg printing presses worked tirelessly on both sides of the Atlantic, rolling out debt money. Germany won the First World War by 1916 without a single shot being fired on German soil. British convoys were blown out of the Atlantic by German subs, the French army mutinied, and the Russian army was defecting. With British Prime Minister Lloyd George up against a wall, Lionel Rothschild and the Jewish Zionists offered the British a deal they couldn't refuse. We'll bring the United States into the war as your ally and win the war for you, they said, if you'll promise us Palestine. In April of 1917, President Wilson got the green light and declared war on Germany. Because of overwhelming opposition to the war, Wilson invoked the draft and passed the Espionage Act, forcing Americans to fight or be thrown in jail. Billions of U.S. taxpayers' money was delivered to the British war machine, money that was never repaid. In return, 
The British government wrote the famous Balfour Declaration and addressed it to none other than Lord Lionel Rothschild. The Declaration promised Palestine and Israel to the Rothschild Zionists. The Zionists believe that they are entitled to the land of Israel because according to the Bible, Israel was promised to the Jews by God and according to the Bible, the Jews are God's chosen race of people a race favored by God above all others. Oh, so they're favored by God above all others. So God was a Jew. And God Jesus. was, a, yeah. So, well, so Jesus was a Jew. That's what I was going to say. And Jesus, Jesus was a Jew. Yeah. The Son of God was a Jew. I guess God's a Jew too. And they're still fighting over this, and they're still doing this, Renegade Nation. Nothing has stopped them from trying to take control. They don't want Palestine. They want it all, and they will do anything anything to get what they want. When the three of us are long dead, they'll still be fighting over there. (laughs) Now, I'm a little confused because I see it very differently than you guys see it. I see it Israel, this little tiny country the size of frickin' Rhode Island, all they want is their what is theirs, which is Israel. And I see all the Arab nations trying to wipe them off the map. I mean, now I see them as the victim. I don't see them as the aggressor, I guess. Okay, let's continue on. In 1917, Lord Allenby conquered the Holy Land, and the Jews were promised a national home in Palestine by the Earl of Balfour. A policy endorsed by Woodrow Wilson and by the League of Nations, which made Palestine a British mandate. The Versailles Treaty negotiations after World War I were held behind closed doors at the luxurious private mansion of yet another Rothschild family member named Edmund Rothschild. Treaty negotiators included Rothschild agent Paul Warburg as a United States delegate and Paul's brother Max Warburg as a German delegate. Ah, so you have one brother on one side and one brother on the other side. How good is that? And what the hell are they doing at the Versailles Treaty? Yeah, what are they doing over there? Yeah, because they funded the war. They One, one brother funded one side of the war and the other brother funded the other side of the war. And what position were they elected at? Nothing. Okay, what the hell are they doing there? Stealing the money (laughs) and causing havoc. We have to. (laughs) Over their little Jewish state with their Zionist Hebrew shit. Here we go, continuing on. Clemenceau, Lord George, and President Wilson have pulled up armchairs and crouched low over the mound. Responsible men should be cutting Asia Minor to bits as if they were dividing a cake. During the afternoon, there is the final revision of the frontiers of Austria. Hungary is partitioned, indolently, irresponsibly partitioned. Then the Yugoslav frontier. Then tea and macaroons. The Versailles Peace Treaty forced Germany to accept guilt for the war. As punishment, Germany lost its army, navy, and colonies, and had to pay the cost of the war through a debt to the gangster banksters that could never be repaid. World War I killed nine million soldiers, injured, crippled, and impoverished millions, and collapsed four empires with large parts of France, Belgium, and Russia left devastated. Wars throughout history have always been waged by the ruling master class, for conquest, power, and profit. And the subject class have always fought their battles. It wasn't until the close of World War I that Sold asked why they were killing and being killed. History have always been waged by the ruling master class for conquest, power, and profit. And the subject class have always fought their battles. It wasn't until the close of World War I that soldiers began to ask why they were killing and being killed. There you go. Now you have a better idea of what happened back, way back, that we have never been told or taught about anything. They have bullshitted the history books. They have bullshitted everything. And today, it still goes on. Dina. Uh, I found it real interesting how these, um, the Rothschilds and the Warburgs end up at the Treaty of Versailles. Okay. Isn't that amazing? 
Well, they 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 financed the war between the United <laughs> States and Germany. That's what they did. Oh, and they then did. they threw Germany out and said, "You owe us the money. Now we want back our uh, Palestine or or the Israel state back in the day." And uh, it's still going on today with the infighting going on amongst these banksters and gangsters, as they call them. They want that back, and they will do anything and anything to get it. Plus, control the U.S. economy and put us in, in the in the shape that we're in with this sour economy. And it's getting worse. Nothing's being changed. In fact, nothing has changed from the time this happened in 1913, uh, going back into the, you know, the early part of that century, till today. It's still going on. And then now look with, with, with these bombings but and all of this. They're trying to start another Obamitable, war. Abominable, though, is the worst. You know, Ford was uh, one of the 300s and um, you know, quite a few pres- presidents. Well, this is going to get in further next Thursday. We're going to continue this conversation and play more of this because it gets into Kennedy. It gets into a lot of deeper, uh, a deeper, deep discussion about what's really, really going on. And the people that made this, uh, the video from Truth TV, they have done a lot of, a lot of research and deep research to look at this and who came together and how they formed all of this and how they got all the money and controlled the banking system and controlled the Federal Reserve. And also they invented the IRS, too. Yeah, that's right. The Internal Revenue Service, there's no such thing. It's not part of the government. That's the way they steal all your money. What they do is they take the money, and then what they do is they loan the money back out so they can get interest on that money. And that'll be coming up next week because we have more of this. Uh, anyway, Dina, anything else more to say? I thought we were going to do a couple articles. You know what? I, this is one of the, the main reasons why I like Ron Paul. I'll just throw that in, Go like ahead. Ron and Rand Paul, because they've been touting the IRS is a bunch of bullshit forever. And I just thought I'd throw that in. Okay. Well, uh, getting in this uh, yesterday's news, uh, you know that the Senate uh, turned uh, defeated the uh, uh, the gun legislation background checks. And the president now, listen to this, Renegade Nation, is already lining up some additional executive actions for guns. Joe Biden says, who is he, uh, they, they said, the vice president says, the president of the United States is preparing to take executive actions to deal with guns. And this is called, coming from BuzzFeed. Uh, Biden told White House allies in the gun control control fight on Thursday that Abominable will be announcing new executive actions on gun violence in the days after the Senate voted down a gun violence bill. The abomination of our nation on continues. A con- on a conference call with uh, stakeholders, Biden told gun control advocates that the fight is not over and that the eventual action on gun control will come. The press were not invited to the conference call. A participant provided BuzzFeed with access. Look, I know you're going to say that I'm just being an optimist, but I'm trying to put a good face on this. But, you know, I've been around here a long time and we've and and we've already done because of you some really good things, Biden said. Number one, the president is already lining up some additional executive actions he's going to be taking later this week. After the Newtown shootings, Abominable took a number of executive actions to expand research into gun violence and other areas <clears throat> favored by the gun control community. He told he took the actions without congressional approval, leading to the outrage by some conservatives. Absolutely. And gun control measures failed in the Democratic-controlled Senate er- earlier this week. Now, this, Renegade Nation, we've been saying this. Some the, the person who killed those poor children, and again, I feel so sorry for those families. This was a crazy person. This was a person that was insane. The mother had a gun permit, but the guns were in the kid's room. The kid was absolutely out of control, but you do not hear anything from the father. They who have, works for GE. Who works for GE. They and they don't pay any taxes. And they, and they don't pay any, thank you, Mara. They don't pay any taxes. They swept it under the carpet and they're blaming everybody else. This crazy fucking kid that was mentally insane should have been in a hospital. He is the one to blame for this and the parents are to blame for this, not the American people. Well, you know, I find it very and, interesting, Dina and Rich, that these people just happen to go to the Boston Marathon when they're trying to push gun yeah, control. What are they, and then what all are they this, doing at the Boston oh, Marathon? It's unbelievable. They're, they're over there visiting the president, you know. It, uh, but let God, me finish. So they're all upset about gun control. And then all of a sudden, kaboom! What are they going to do? Stop bombs? Oh, no, no more bomb building material? Dina, Dina, do you have to hide all your knives? What about spear fishing? How about crossbows? You can suffocate somebody. It's quite easy. Dina, how do you feel about the uh, Newtown families being at the Boston Marathon? Well, you know what? Connecticut and Boston is kind of like, you know, me driving to, I'm in Chicago, me driving to, you know, 
uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin for the weekend. I mean, it's not a big deal, but Joe Biden, um, Joe Biden was talking to a group of people talking about a call for New World Order last week. And now he's talking really? about gun yeah. control? Yeah. Doesn't anybody find this a little bit, you know, uh-huh. You're like, you're proving yourself to be um, an Illuminati with your mouth running all the time. Is it just me? No, it's not just you. No. It was in the news and nobody, I mean, a couple of people on Facebook picked it up mm-hmm. and they were talking about it, but everybody else just, you know, just didn't pay attention oh, when well, he said that. Right. Abominable is trying to change our society into a socialist society. Yeah, but Biden said it's time for a new world order. He I did know. say that. I remember I know that. that. Okay. Well, we all know I mean, that. What, is this guy, are they, what are they, they're like pretty much smearing this in our faces. They're like saying, yeah, I'm, I'm in with the in crowd and New World Order is coming. Ha, ha, ha. Guess what? Nobody's looking and our people, the media, aren't going to even pick this up. They well, the media, uh-huh. the media, they can't. They can't. The media is part of the problem. That's why uh, Bill Dean uh, constantly complains, and I constantly complain, and have been complaining about the media for a long time that they're not telling us the truth. There's no more investigative reporting. There's nothing. Yes, Marla. The Illuminati are all about money, media, and military. They control it all. The three M. The three M's. Uh, therefore, anything you see on TV and the news is probably false. They only let us see what they want us to see. Well, look what they did yesterday on the media. Look what they, they said that they had a suspect. And then the FBI had to come in and say, no, you need to behave yourselves and you need to listen and not do these things until we give you the information that you need <laughs> to report to the American people. What do they do? CNN, those stupid morons. And, and it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Because they have to be number one. Well, it's not about being number one. It's about getting the truth, Renegade Nation. It's the truth. Get the truth out first before you make any stupid <laughs> statements, you fucking idiots. They probably wanted America to be totally oh, confused. Oh, God. What journalism but, yeah, schools did they go there's to? There's no more journalism. Anyway, no I know. More. Right? Anyhow, yeah. Dana, we were talking about it on air yesterday, and then like three or four hours later comes out this FBI alert. Yeah, we updated we, it on yeah, Renegade. Yeah, we had already talked about it. Okay, well, anyway, we're going we're gonna to go. Renegade Nation, please uh, pass the show around. Get the show out so people can listen and un- try to understand the history because none of us were taught anything about any of this stuff. In fact, I'm going to go try to find a history book back in the 60s to see if any of this was ever... Yes, Mark, why? Everything was written by the Lilliputians. Well, no, but I want to see. I want to see if anything was in there. It doesn't. I I firmly believe that... I remember my history books. Okay, well, I I don't. I want to see myself. They were long and boring. I want to go back and see. And, Dina, you should do the same thing, so maybe next on next Thursday we can She's busy writing her novels. Okay, Marla. Thank you. (laughs) I got your back, girl. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. Renegade Nation, thank you. Dina, thank you for being on. We're going to be all going crazy. And we're going to be go to the Looney Farm. Anyway, Dina, it was great having you on. Have a great day. Pass the show around Renegade Nation. Thank you. Marla. Aloha. Richie. Aloha. They're coming to take me away. Ha ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho ho. Ha ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. Ha ha. You thought it was a joke, and so you laughed. You laughed when I had said that losing you would make me flip my lid. Right?